I just got a like on a tweet um, from like a few days ago, I guess. When did I post this? Oh yeah, it would have been on uh it would have been on the second of March, so the day before Super Tuesday. Um, that was just me saying Jesus Christ, dude, LMAO. Uh, and I was like, what? What was this? Like, how is somebody still liking this? It was in response to a tweet from the Palmer Report, who I, I don't know a ton about him other than his bio says that he's political analysis ahead of the curve and is mm. consistently like nowhere near where the curve uh, <laughs> like even has ended. Um, and it was in response to uh, a tweet that he had made that uh, an article that he'd written and tweeted out that said why Amy Klobuchar isn't dropping out today and why Biden, why Joe Biden supporters should strategically want her to stay in. And this is like, he posted it like three hours before she dropped out and endorsed Joe Biden. It was just terrible. So ahead yes. of the curve, man. Ahead, ahead of, the, of the fucking curve. <laughs> what a jackass. I mean, he's just like like the number of these journalists who are just dedicated to being consistently wrong about everything. And actually, Jared, uh, I, I don't even want to talk about like how a bunch of them are wrong all the time. You, you know, you could bring up your your David Frums, your uh, fucking, like, Jen Rubens sort of people. The thing that I'm more interested in, you know, asking you, somebody who's who's kind of plugged into that, that journalistic and, like, commentary circuit, is what the fuck does it take to get somebody fired? Like, is it possible? Are they... Are they like tenured professors at a certain point and they just never get their positions taken away? <laughs> I mean, at some point, I think it's like readership, like everyone getting mad at a column is actually like very right, right. Uh, profitable. So it's like the BuzzFeed <laughs> model, basically. It's called engagement. It's like, yeah, just driving engagement. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and a lot of these people have also like been taught and have had ingrained in their brain that like when they're getting ratioed and people are telling them how stupid they are, they're like, huh, wow, it really seems like that piece got the discussion going. Right. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, like looks like, like the Russian the trolls like, are out in force today. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is you can't like actually hurt these people's feelings because like it, it takes a certain amount of like self importance to write opinion columns, Yeah, you know, to be in the position of like, Listen, let me tell you what you need to be doing by supporting yeah. the Klobuchar for the nomination. <laughs> like, like that takes some fucking gall, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's, like, nothing you can say that will ever actually insult these people. Um, and, like, they are only more incentivized when we get mad and we share the link, which is why yeah. you should always share screenshots. Right, right. I mean, I guess... Uh do you so is your sense then that there really isn't any kind of line for a lot of these big media outlets where uh like the the engagement that they're getting ends up being outweighed by how embarrassing the thing is that they're getting the engagement for right like when well, max I, boot I, I, like when max boot goes out there and he's like Bernie Sanders is going to, like, waste a bunch of our, like, public funds on all of these pipe dreams. And you're like, Max Boot, like, you you beat the drum for the Iraq war. Like, how much of the fucking public treasure did we spend on that for absolutely no outcome, you know? 
for like no benefit to us whatsoever. In fact, it made the situation worse. Like at what point does a, a journalistic or a media outlet go, the engagement's not worth it anymore. Like it, all of our engagement is negative because these people are hypocrites and they're idiots. Yeah, I, I mean, it really doesn't kick in until there's like a business incentive to get rid of the person. Yeah. Like if it's if it's not just people on the internet, but like your subscribers who are getting mad at you for this stuff. Yeah. Um, that changes the dynamic a bit. Or like most recently, we saw with the whole Chris Matthews thing. Like <sighs> sometimes that shit just goes so far off the rails and is so disgusting and indefensible that. There's really not much of a choice. <coughs> yeah. And what was amazing about Chris Matthews was they didn't even get rid of him for talking about how, you know, Bernie sweeping Nevada was like the fucking Nazis, you know, mowing over the Maginot line in the invasion of France. They ended up digging up, you know, some uh, some unsavory comments he had made to female staffers like back in the 1980s or something like that. And they're like, well... You know, it's time for hashtag me too to, you know, really rule the day. It's like, you've been sitting on this for fucking 30 years. Like, <laughs> right. that seems like awfully convenient timing. Like, they didn't say right. that it was because of his editorial choices. They they said it was because of, like, workplace conduct sort of stuff. I don't, I kind of think that's bullshit. Uh, there was some reporting in the Daily Beast about, like, an NBC executive who like came to dc and was like begging chris matthews like please please resign just quit yeah like like we'll we'll pay out your contract but for the love of god just like get as far away from us as possible right it's wow. over you're right. done like and uh i i guess eventually he did take that up um but yeah i think it is kind of crazy though that it basically proves like all these uh old white dudes right that they're like they're just gonna use me too to fire any old guy that they don't like and it's like mm, yeah actually they they are gonna do, they are gonna do that um because it's a great excuse that you don't have to engage in the substance of why you're firing someone you could just throw that out and then everyone goes like well okay well i can't argue i can't argue with that right genius moves 12 dimensional chess yeah right <laughs> Yeah, so it ends up playing into, like, the right-wing narrative about, oh, like, hashtag me too, you know? I mean, like, Do you think Chris Matthews rights, is going to be, uh, like, having a show at, like, uh, you know, 11 p.m. on, on Fox News? Yeah, I'm going to get a Netflix special where it's, like, duct tape over his mouth that says canceled on it. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's coming back as, like, a Fox just, Nation talking head. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Like, none of these people can be fired permanently either. It's, like, the fucking Hydra. Um... You know, uh, like Brian Williams, like when when the whole Brian Williams, you know, lying about, you know, his journalistic experiences, you know, in Fallujah or whatever, you know, came to light. They yeah. they booted him so fast. He's right back where he was before. Like he's still making, you know, seven figures to, you know, just be Brian Williams on TV. Right. I mean. These places act as if there's not this like humongous network of people like dying to work these jobs who will do better right. jobs who like absolutely are more charismatic, more entertaining, and instead they just like they're just fixated on these people that have established brands already. Yeah, 
Yeah, some some dumb fuck on Twitter the other day. I, I had commented about the Chris Matthews thing, or maybe it was on Reddit. It, it seems more likely on Reddit actually. Um, that they were like, I mean, if you're gonna fire Chris Matthews for you know being a being like a workplace bore back in the '80s, like you'd have to get rid of all of these people. And I was like, good. Like, yeah, yeah, I, sure. It's not like like <laughs> it's, it's like no. I, I mean, is your argument that? the current set of like media talking heads are the only people that we could ever have on TV doing this work. Like, are you saying that there's not, is there's not a back bench of, like you said, literally thousands and thousands of people who might be uh, simultaneously better at the job, have fresh perspectives and also don't have like a problematic background that you're going to have to answer for as a media network at some point. Like that can't be right. Yeah. Put me on TV. Say we yeah. go live. We go live now to Jared Holt, and I just, I act like maybe there's like a delay in the satellite feed for a second, and they're like, uh, Jared, do we have you? And I go, we have to kill Joe Biden. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the the rise and fall of Jared Holt's uh, like like MSM <laughs> career. The one that I yeah, love man, is, uh... I, I, I sometimes fantasize about like. You know, if I had like a lucrative job with like a different name or something uh, on the other side, and I knew I had like two weeks left in journalism, like what yeah. would I try to get away with? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely trash the brand. Yeah. I did. You guys see when uh, Sam Donaldson, the uh, former like ABC News anchor, uh, was like, "I've never endorsed a political campaign in f- fifty years." But today, I'm endorsing Michael Bloomberg. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's so embarrassing. And, like, you heard his voice. Like, we grew up with his voice on the news, right? It was, like, this reassuring tone. He's got a really good, you know, voice and kind of a bearing, a gravitas, you know, for for reporting the news. And then he said Michael Bloomberg. And it was like, well, fuck that. Yeah. that that endorsement can be yours for a few hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Hit up Sam Donaldson on Cameo. It'd be so funny if uh, Sam Donaldson only got, like, the normal $150 that Bloomberg was paying <laughs> the, like, social media influencers to say nice things. No, when, when I heard about that $150, my first thing I did was, like, I checked to see if, like, I met the threshold. <laughs> and then I did. And I was, like, really considering, like what that $150 was worth to me. <laughs> right. I yeah. ultimately I ultimately decided against it, but I was I was right there, man. I was about to pull the trigger on that sure. and just do just do it and then like message everybody I know and just be like please disregard the last tweet. Um, <laughs> right. on the other hand, check you out the You wouldn't even need to. We we bought. would know. We would know. We know you enough to know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. No, the the better grift uh, that some people were kind of kind of brainstorming cuz um, people were getting paid something like three grand uh, to go door knock for Michael Bloomberg in certain places. Oh, hell and, yeah. <laughs> and someone was like, I would fucking do it for three grand. Uh, no, no, it came up in the context of there was a tweet. Somebody said, uh, I just had like a Michael Bloomberg person knock on my door and we talked for a minute and he admitted that like he was basically getting $3,000 to go door to door and have people yell at him, um, <laughs> which uh, I mean... That's probably what was happening for everybody who's door knocking for Bloomberg, except in American Samoa for some reason. Uh, but 
uh, everybody everybody thought the better thing to do would be to take the three grand, go ahead and install the Michael Bloomberg like field app, but also install the Bernie one, and then double enter. As it's you like go the people around. who are doing Uber and Lyft at the same time. Exactly right. Yeah. So you go up to a door, you would canvas for Bernie, enter the correct information on the Bernie app, and then just enter like whatever. On well, the I've got you. App. Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't even bring it up. Just be like, hey, I'm, I'm here on behalf of Bernie Sanders. And then as you walk away, it's like pull up, you know, the Bloomberg electoral terminal yeah. on your phone and be like, talk to this person. They're not interested. You know? Now, I had heard that uh, Mike Bloomberg was sending out emails to his staff saying uh, you have to finish out your contract uh, by supporting Biden. Um, and that because, because people were saying like, oh, well, now that Mike's dropped out, like, thanks, Take take the money and run. Like, see you later. Right, uh, sure. And he was saying, no, 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 no. Uh, you gotta you gotta put in the work. But mm. uh, uh, it's all all in on 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 Papa Joe. I I wonder if that was I wonder if that was part of their original like employment contract <laughs> though. It was like in the event that Michael Bloomberg inevitably drops out, you then have to canvas for whoever Michael. Yeah, Bloomberg no, it's called the, the Bloomberg clause. It's in every Bloomberg contract, and it just says like. Uh, in the fine print at the end is like we we owed you we could you do whatever the fuck we say right, yeah totally uh, we I, we own I, your I life I, I can't wait for uh, you know to see the the new group uh, Wall Street Bankers for Biden uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah yeah I saw some uh, some speculation on um, a, a chat group that I'm in that. Yeah, you know, we're talking about like the likelihood of of Biden winning or losing, uh, and and I think the you know the the general sense of the room is that if Biden ends up being the nominee, he will lose to Trump. He'll just get wiped by him, you know, for any number of reasons. Um, so then, who's going to run in twenty twenty four? And I saw a truly chilling perspective on that, which was I think somebody's going to try to do the Bloomberg thing, but without the Bloomberg uh, like baggage. Uh, like we might be seeing like a Mark Zuckerberg 2024 sort of sort of situation. Elon Musk. Can you imagine like if Elon Musk tried to Ugh. fucking run for president? I, like, I think his, that might his fans be the are moment. So disgusting anyway. Yeah, I, I think that might be the moment finally where I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I just need to leave the country. Like, huh, I, right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be here when this shit goes down. <laughs> right wing watch just starts uh, reporting on literally everybody who's involved in national politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've shifted uh, our our focus. We are we are now uh, also including the Democratic Party leadership. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't we didn't shift our focus. Like a whole bunch of targets moved into yeah. like where our crosshairs were. Set. It was the Overton window. It wasn't me. <laughs> right. <laughs> we still do the same thing. Yeah. So, oh, that's pre- fucking pre- grim. Pretty sim- Pretty simple concept, man. Right? It's, yeah. If it's right wing and it's weird, we cover it. And. Uh, <laughs> I, I was talking to I was talking to my dad the other day, uh, and I was like, "Who do you think like is going to run after Trump? Like, you know, is it is it going to go back to to Ted Cruz or you know somebody like that?" And he was like, yeah, "Oh Ronnie no, it's it's Trump Jr. all the way." <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, no, but it's it's not going to be Trump Jr. If any of the Trump kids run, it'll be Ivanka. Oh, that's it's that's a much smarter play for sure. Yeah, I mean, my mom was saying the other day that you know she she was still kind of. 
she liked both Bernie and Warren and was kind of trying to decide between them. She said, yeah. like, I think Bernie's the one that I'm going to vote for. But, like, I like Warren and, I, you know, like, I, I would like to see a female president in my lifetime. And I'm kind of running out of time to think that's actually going to happen. Um, and she was like, yeah, I would, I would like to see a woman as president. And I said, I mean, you got to be careful with that because, like, that's one of those things where, like, one finger on the monkey's paw curls and we end up with like president like nikki haley or president ivanka trump <laughs> shit man in, like, i'm registering uh hillary voters for ivanka.com right now hold on oh fuck yeah <laughs> dude i mean they would go for it too that's that's the problem like a lot of the like hashtag she persisted people like absolutely would good i mean who's the who's like is it jennifer rubin who is has been talking about like we absolutely have to elect Biden? Warren's unelectable, uh, and everyone's like, "Didn't you support Sarah Palin?" Like in in the fucking what would that have been the twenty twelve two thousand yeah uh, no the two thousand eight two thousand eight two thousand eight primary because yeah. she was she was a contender right Palin Palin actually ran for president before dropping out and joining joining McCain as the ticket mate right. No, right? right. Am I am I misremembering that? No, she, that oh, no, definitely she was did kind not of happen. a dark horse pick. She was she she was heavily speculated to run um in uh in in 20 uh what was it 2016 or wait. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Tw- mm. 2016 would have been the no. <laughs> Trump Hillary one. At, at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. In the second Obama term, uh, you know, to. to yeah. 2012. Uh, when, when Romney was running, everyone was like, Palin's going to get in the race or whatever. But then right, she was right. like, nope, I'm going to do a reality show. Did McCain just you know what I've, her out what of I've never understood? Yeah. Is, what? Uh, oh, sorry. No, um, no, go ahead. No, no. So uh, what, what have you never understood? Sarah Palin. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. just, just this idea that, like, and the Republicans and the Democrats both do this, where they like get a, their candidate together and then they run them, and the voters are just like, "No, we don't like this person." And then they're like, "Hmm, but what if we tried them again?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are are we are we still within the the threat range of Joe Biden declaring like Hillary Clinton his? His VP. I I can't do it, man. I I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't can't. even want to think about it. Are, are you in the right headspace to yeah. uh, get information that may <laughs> cause psychic damage to you? Right. <laughs> uh, I know. I think we're gonna make uh, we're gonna make Jared do a sanity roll on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna get like uh, Susan Collins or something like that. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. Didn't Susan Collins just get blown the fuck out in polling for what her seat's looking like right now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna he's gonna uh, he's gonna rescue her and then bring right. bring America together. Yeah, on um, the anti Trump party. Biden. <laughs> if if Joe Biden really wants to unite this country for VP, he will pick uh, both diamond and silk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pick. That's so good. There's nothing. There's nothing in the rule book that says that Siamese twins can't be vice president. <laughs> <laughs> it's a package deal. They can't be separated. So, 
<laughs> I I unironically love Diamonds and Silk. I think it is like yeah, by far like one of the best entertainment griffs going on in the right wing right now <laughs> because it's all Diamond, uh, just uh, being like. And that's right. The liberals, they hate our president. And then Silk is just there for the ride going, mm-hmm, that's right. It is like a sketch comedy of of what that show would be like if it was fake. Like, there is not a way to distinguish it from a parody. No, they're they're actually, they're an SNL sketch. And I mean that in like really the most derogatory way possible <laughs> right like it's exactly the sort of tone deaf shit that like snl like some snl writer would have gone like you know what if there were like two feisty black women who are all in for trump what would they be like it'd be like that fucking movie that came out the the one where like the guy had to pretend to be a black woman on talk radio do you remember this it was called like Shaniqua or something. <laughs> it was like a really big deal on Twitter for a while. It's like some sort of like failed, you know, like white pudgy guy comedian who made this movie about like he was he was trying to break into uh, like advice radio. And then on one audition, he just did like a feisty black woman voice. And they're like, oh, we love you. And so then he like creates this whole persona and like has this massively successful show as like a feisty black woman. That and... is fucking amazing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I think I have Loquisha, the... a, t- Lo- a 2019 comedy film. Loquisha, uh, by yeah. Jeremy Seville. Seville. <laughs> I mean, every time they every time they pop up on my feed, which is. I've got to say, like, rarer and rarer. Like, they probably are maintaining their popularity among the the audience that they actually have. But, like, everybody else just thinks they're boring. I always just kind of slotted them in with people like, uh, I don't know, like, Charlie Kirk. You know, the people who just say, like, the, the most ridiculous, like, easily disproven sort of right-wing propaganda shit. I have to say... Uh... The best thing about this movie is that I went to the Wikipedia page to learn more about it. And it's like, yeah, written and directed and starring Jeremy Seville. Who is that guy? Let me learn more about him. He does not have a Wikipedia page. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, that's painful. Oh, dude, like even most of the actors from those those shitty, uh, like Kirk Cameron, like Christian Network movies that we watch have Wikipedia pages. Did you hear that... um, Pete Buttigieg used to try to he got in trouble on Wikipedia for constantly trying to make a Wikipedia page about himself. (laughs) Uh, Like when he was running for like treasurer of like the South Bend City Council and shit like that. He tried to make a Wikipedia page and they were like, no, that's no, that doesn't (laughs) that doesn't just like that. Just the absolute careerist. Um, Yeah, we we didn't even mention Pete on the show tonight, but, you know, now that he's out. Uh, I don't know, some of the stuff that you heard about him, like, he workshopped how his last name would be pronounced and changed <laughs> it, like, multiple times to figure out, like, what most people were were okay with, that kind of shit. Yeah, that like, makes he, so much was, sense, because he was, he was promoting both t-shirts that said, like, Buddha Judge, and then also Boot Edge Edge. Right. 
saying like this is the, the ways to say my name and i'm like those are two different things like what well and also the second one i never understood the second one because it's unpronounceable i it's boot edge edge that's not that's not the way english surnames flow or english like fucking american surnames boot edge yeah. edge plus we all know it's it's buddy gag right right yeah <laughs> Buddy, buddy, jeej, boot, booty gag. <laughs> but yeah, he got a uh, he got a busted for like uh, constantly trying to to edit edit Wikipedia. Well, and that shit kept up too because his uh, several of his campaign headquarters ended up getting IP banned from Wikipedia because there were all these edits being made to the Pete Buttigieg uh, Wikipedia page that were clearly coming from. Like, people who were working on his campaign, they were just doing, like, PR stuff. <laughs> is somebody throwing rocks at your house? What was I, I that? Think, I think it's my cat. My cat is just obsessed with coming in here and making the weirdest fucking noises possible <laughs> while I'm podcasting. It's it, it's amazing. But maybe, just I don't like, know, oh, maybe oh, I Just have... opens the door and it's like, oh, hell yeah, are we doing the bonus episode right now? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> maybe I have a local uh, admirer who's throwing pebbles at my window to to catch my attention in, oh, yeah. in the moonlight so they can hold up their boombox. Well, fucking holler just play out the high window. Hopes. <laughs> yeah, holler out the window and say, subscribe to the fucking Patreon or you're never <laughs> going to hear your name mentioned on the fucking thing. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to, like, the Buttigieg uh, Ivanka race uh, in a couple years. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Are you kidding me? They'll, they'll run as a fucking, uh, like, consensus ticket. <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, and like for some we'll join our houses. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and like for some reason, like Pete's not gay anymore, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's how he's gonna do it. He's gonna be like conversion oh, therapy's no, see, back. Like, I don't like that kind of thing. Like, I have I have no doubt that Pete Buttigieg is is gay. I think the bigger takeaway is that you know it it puts the lie to the sort of liberal fiction that even people who belong to, um disenfranchised minorities can't also be horrific cynical social climbers he destroyed identity politics in one fell swoop right yeah (laughs) yeah i have no doubt that the guy's fucking gay i mean it's like you know no 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 no. i I wasn't trying to to question that no he's gonna be the first political candidate to have a scandal where it's revealed that he's not gay (laughs) that's that's the (laughs) scandal about him it just like pulled well. Oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's a, so that's that's a thing. I, I've seen I've seen chatter about it. Uh, interestingly, mostly directed toward uh, Warren supporters. That was that there was apparently a great deal of homophobia directed to the Pete Buttigieg uh, campaign. Um, basically was just like, you know, like a gay man. I, I, I never saw any of it. So I've got to infer fake from news, context news, that bro. it was like, you know, people saying, you know, like a, a gay man shouldn't be president or like cannot be president or were opposed to his lifestyle or something. I never saw any of that. Did you guys? I I don't think I ever saw that. I mean, I definitely saw it from uh, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this was this was criticism that was being levied from like former pete you know it was like the the pete to biden people saying like this is why i couldn't support liz warren once pete dropped out um you know all the 
hostility and the toxicity that I saw coming from Warren fans about Pete being gay. And I was like, I, I mean, I wasn't super plugged into Warren Twitter, I guess, or certainly not Warren Facebook, but I didn't, I didn't really see any of that. It seemed like most people left of fucking Dick Cheney were like, Oh, he's gay. Okay. Like we, that doesn't even need to come up in this election. We're, we're past it. We're kind of culturally just past the idea that, that, that the president might be like a married gay man. Right. I, I like Sanders supporters didn't not support Pete because he was gay. They didn't support Pete because he was a fucking McKinsey ghoul who right. has, yeah. It was like the real life Leslie Nope, you know, like in Parks and Rec, it's adorable that Leslie Nope wrote down that she wanted to be the governor of Indiana when she was five years old. But like in real life, if you think about the kind of person who would actually do that and like try to follow through on it, you end up with just like a really terrifying right. kind of simulacrum of of a real person. Yeah. The way that I know that Pete Buttigieg actually is gay is because if he was fake gay, he would have like done a better job like reminding people of that fact oh which yeah no that's a good point not. yeah that's a really good point <laughs> yeah, yeah really and, and, and because this is the uh the bonus patreon episode i'll let you in on a on my conspiracy theory which is that uh pete Buttigieg is an incel uh never had sex never <laughs> will oh yeah <laughs> well, that it makes be an a incel, lot of sense because theoretically oh so so like he might be gay but Chastin is still his beard because they don't actually have a sexual relationship. Right. They, there's two twin beds in their bedroom. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, like a fucking I Love Lucy episode yeah. or something. Have you ever seen uh, The Big Bang Theory? It's like that. <laughs> He's the no, Sheldon but... of the presidential campaigns is what I'm saying. No, but I, I was just thinking, you know, like if we're going to get a gay political candidate, I... I don't know. It's just like uh, whenever I would see like Pete and Chaston in a public event, like uh, half of the time I expected them to be like, oh, I love you, honey. And then just like shake hands. Was, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there was just like not that much outward uh, expression that seemed to align with yeah. what I think a lot of people uh, I will in, say, in the queer community will... kind of come to understand is like that sort of uh uh, what would you like subculture identity? Yeah, I will say, however, that I I did observe a bit of a uh, a double standard when it came to Pete and Chastin's. It's Chastin, right, or Chasden? It's it's something like know. that. Chasen. Yeah, it's no, know. it's not. It's not Chasen. No, it's like Chasten. I finally heard Pete say it out loud mm. in that one clip where he was talking about like you can't trust if that this, guy. If the CIA made made a pill to make me not gay or whatever. Um, which was God, like, that was it wild. Was, it, it was probably taken out of context. Anyway, <laughs> I'm saying I think that there was a bit of a uh, double standard when it came to any public displays of affection that Pete and Chaston did engage in. Um, people would like criticize and be like, look, these that's not the kiss of, you know, two people who actually really like each other. When you look at like every other like every other fucking uh, candidate is married and like occasionally does pda you know just to like lock that in in people's brains like yes i'm married like their their kisses are exactly as chaste as what pete and chasten were doing yeah right i mean i literally so, so really i think that, that i, I that... thought that was kind of shitty i thought that was a shitty 
con- like fake controversy thing where it was like, oh, look, look at them. Maybe that's what they were talking about. It was like, yeah. look at them being like fake gay together. Could you, well, you I know. mean, could you imagine, though? I mean, I'm sure their political operatives told them like, hey, like t- you got to tone it down. Like the the psychological act of being like, all right, honey. Time to do the first gay right. political yeah, candidate that, makeout on stage in history. That would be fucking terrible. Yeah. Let's do this. You know, uh, yeah, it's it was probably choreographed by yeah. a team of of, uh, of consultants. Yeah, right, right, right. And everything of, uh, you're saying is correct, but my job is really hard, and I have to make up things that <laughs> I can laugh at to keep myself going. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> No, but I, we I thank think, you for uh, getting to the truth of the I, of the story. I think the Pete campaign. I think the Pete campaign saw that uh, that video of Joe Biden like sucking on Joe Biden's <laughs> finger, and they were like, "Whatever you do, don't do anything close to that." Well, that that's why Pete's campaign collapsed, dude. Everyone just got way too horny watching that, and <laughs> right. like, the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. Oh God. And then you got Biden confusing Jill Biden for his sister. Yeah. God, imagine if Pete pulled that one. Oh, oh God. Oh, so awkward. Yeah, confusing Jill Biden for it's a double uh, standard. his husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking just like another like, you know, like young, handsome staffer standing on the side. And it's like, you know, like this is, you know, this is my husband. This this is the guy I fuck all the time, and this is a guy who's done really good work. Oh wait, no, I've got I've got him backward. <laughs> oh God, that was the perfect the perfect victory speech for Joe Biden to immediately confuse his wife and sister. Oh God. Ugh. Was that the same speech or a different one from where he forgot uh uh what what truths we stand for <laughs> what what, what truth what what truths we hold to be self-evident ministry ministry of truth ministry of education <laughs> and the third one i got don't know you you guys know what i'm talking about yeah yeah <laughs> right oh god or uh i i mean it was just like today right that he uh that he forgot obama's name he's like when i was working for the the pres the former president, the uh you know, the last guy. Black black president well, Obama. The black, something the black like guy that. that I work for. <laughs> oh god. Hussein. You know the guy. You know the guy that you know my entire campaign is based on me like being cool with. <laughs> right. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that that guy. You know him. I know you know him. Yes, yeah, so I don't need the, to say it. I mean that's that's an interesting thing to speculate about, right? I mean, we've got big time, uh, like primary votes up in the air in five days. Like, does Obama say anything? Oh, he already now did it, then? man. He called he called Pete and Amy on on conference call, and he was like, "The the, the fix is in, bro." <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I mean, maybe, but like, does he's he on the say phone with Elizabeth Warren right now. Is he gonna? Is he gonna say anything publicly? Is he gonna come out and support Pete or? Oh, he's not gonna do anything until the shit is wrapped up, or probably not really even until the convention. Like you know, he'll be at the fucking convention if it's not Bernie. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's interesting too. If Bernie ends up being the nominee, does Barack Obama make an appearance? I mean, probably, but not 
not in the same way. You know what I mean? Huh. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know that they would necessarily like want that because I, I do feel like it would be a little bit um, forced. You know what I mean? Like you don't want a moment where it's like Ted Cruz endorsing Trump by not even fucking endorsing Trump and being like. Vote for whoever you feel like you need to vote for. Right, yeah, Welcome to the Republican convention. Jesus. Um, You know, you don't want a moment like that uh, up on stage. Oh, my God. That was so wild, man. I I remember that vividly. But But yeah, I feel uh, like that's what the Obama speech would be. He'd be like, I, I, you know, I think it's great. You know, I'm going to be out here fighting for all the candidates up and down the ticket, you know, and uh, (laughs) I I hope you support uh, all of our great candidates for the for the House and Senate. (laughs) Jesus. But it's also like, I don't know that it's that advantageous to Bernie. Like what what good does the convention do to Bernie to like go there and then have like james carville like take a bunch of ambient and be like all right it's um <laughs> bernie one i guess and uh, yeah we're, yeah no okay we're, we're... not james carville not not a whole bunch of the democratic talking heads but i do think that the especially the very online left has we do live in a little bit of an echo chamber where it's easy for us to forget that Despite what we may think about him, Barack Obama is still a massively positive character uh, in most people's like political memory, right? And and those are people that the progressive wing is going to have to bring over um, to a, the the actual fucking like Obama. The Obama Trump I'm not, voters. I'm not, talking, the I'm not talking about no. I'm distinctly <laughs> not talking about the Obama Trump voters. I'm talking about people who were incredibly excited to vote for Barack Obama, who still think of his presidency as being overall a very good thing for the country. You know, those are people who need to be won over also. Um, If you want to get those fucking, uh, you know, vote majorities and especially some of the some of the other states, I I don't know. I, I don't think that an Obama endorsement would hurt Bernie in places like Texas, for instance, because you've got a lot of black people here who fucking love Obama and Texas might actually be in play if you were to get that kind of endorsement. Hmm. Yeah. I absolutely feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I think it's easy for us leftists to forget that the man is still very right. popular among a broad swath right. of the Democratic electorate. Oh, no, I man, think you're dude. right. But uh, and if also you internationally, nation, it doesn't matter. Internationally, Obama is super, super popular. I went yeah. to uh, Morocco recently, and uh, oh, you know, nice. when, pe- when people are like, "Oh, where are you from?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm from America," and they just go, "Haha, Obama country, we love it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's what are you doing in Morocco? I feel like not. I feel like not anymore. It's not. <laughs> yeah, sure. What were you doing in Morocco? I was just hanging out. That sounds really cool. I've heard it's yeah. a great country to yeah. go and visit. Yeah, it was dope. Were you you were out there looking for the Temple of Doom? The that cool. was in Morocco, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Well, it's you know, real. My, my plan was to, uh, you know, just no, start no, the wa- temple walking of, it's into not the, the fucking desert. Temple of Doom. The Temple of Doom was in India. 
Oh, was it, was it, didn't they go to Morocco? That no, must have been it, No, it was the one in fucking uh, uh, Last Crusade. Oh, uh, okay. It was where the Holy Grail was. I'm sorry, Jared, <laughs> we keep interrupting you with fucking Indiana Jones tri- trivia. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, this is important stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, my plan was just to, like, walk straight into the desert and... Uh, Around, like, day three, I got hungry, so I turned around and came back, but, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Joe Biden is definitely going to, like, appoint Obama to be Secretary of State or some shit like that. Um, So, he's going to be the shadow president. It's going to be great. (laughs) That would be, wow, that'd be really interesting. I don't think he can appoint him VP, but he would if he could. He should so, do it just to get the headlines. Yeah. Go so, to the Supreme Court uh, and get that free press. <laughs> Obama would not make the worst. No, nah, he'd be a pretty bad secretary of state. Never mind. Oh, he'd be great. He'd be fine. He'd be, he'd be a popular choice, but he'd be really, he'd do awful things as, he'd do awful things competently as, sec, <laughs> as the secretary of state. I'm not saying he'd be bad at the job. I'm saying he would do bad things in the job. So I've got to hop off here, but I just want to leave you guys with uh, this image. So there we are. It's the the final night of the DNC. The delegate counts are coming in. Balloons are dropping. We got them primed and ready. Bernie Sanders is bought out by just a couple states. Joe Biden walks up to the podium to accept the nomination. He leans into the microphone. He makes eye contact with the cameras. And he says... uh, you guys remember uh, 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 the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the way it used to be, and um, yeah, the uh, uh, Illuminati. You, you know, I don't have to say it. I don't have to tell you guys about this. this is good. Um, it's here. <laughs> this one's for you, Barack. Oh fuck. <laughs> All right, Jared. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been awesome. This is fun. We'll we'll get you back on sometime during the summer. Uh, talk about you know how how things are looking as we get closer to the the convention. Maybe <laughs> rest up, right? Ride your cycle. Work those uh work those toxins out of the muscles. Christ, what an asshole! That was terrible. I hope he's still on, actually. Nothing. Nothing but trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Uh, he, he actually did us kind of a favor. He said he was only going to stay on for about 20 minutes, and that was a good uh, 45. So. Oh, I'm glad he did, too, because that, that was a great closer. <laughs> yeah. Because, man, just the chat, just thinking about it, it's going to be like when, when Biden gets the Obama endorsement, he's going to be like, hey, everybody, I just got the endorsement of... Uh, ah, God, right. uh, uh, what was that guy? Look, I mean, you've seen people like make comments about how it's like ableist to like make Alzheimer's jokes and stuff. But honestly, mm. I'm not sure how anybody is looking at him right now in any kind of sober way and going like, yes, this guy's brain is OK to yeah. be president. Next know? debate, just uh, celebrity jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Who's the president of Mexico? 
Somebody, somebody made the joke on Twitter that, um, like, they're going to challenge Bernie to take, like, 35 minutes and explain exactly the funding mechanism for Medicare for All. Right. And Joe Biden, the equivalent challenge will be to solve basic word puzzles, like, on camera. Yeah. It'll be like, uh, it'll be like, yeah, like, uh, Bernie Sanders, can you show us the spreadsheet math? Please show us your formulas right, uh, right. to prove to prove that Medicare for all works. No, but the uh, thing is, I even mean, though the, there's the, like Koch brothers funded studies that the, show that it does. And then right. the reason I thought the, the joke was was particularly good, though, was like, I have no doubt that Bernie could probably do that. He could do it. Can He could talk convincingly for fucking 30 minutes on how you fund. You know, he would ramble off into, you know. The broader social justice goals or whatever economic justice somebody get called an economic justice warrior no, online no. the other day like oh god um but uh yeah I, I mean really i think just doing some of the like grab some of the word games from uh ask me another and just make joe biden do those on camera and i think that i think that's going to give you a pretty clear uh, perspective on you know how equipped is he to like think on his feet it's a problem man it's yeah it's a problem. We're, well we're... that's that's the hope that i'm holding on to right is that you know people people voted for biden not really thinking about it too much and then once they have a chance to people to to, to think about it a little bit harder they'll be like hmm actually well yeah i I don't know i think you're right you know when the field was so big all of the advertising was more or less about you know why why you should choose this candidate over the other one like you know positive sort of campaign ad stuff but now that it's gotten into you know the field's narrowed to just these two guys and i don't think that it's a problem for people to be running uh you know, running ads about Joe Biden's obvious cognitive decline and saying, like, this is not the person who can beat Donald Trump. Because the thing is, like, both Trump and Biden are kind of sundowning at this point um, in, a, in a way that, yes, Bernie Sanders is very old, but he doesn't seem to be having that sort of cognitive slip that the other two guys do. Um but the thing is, like, Trump is still pretty quick on his feet when it comes to, like, insults and remember, you know, just, like, drumming on, like, certain things. It, exactly what he fucking did to Hillary. It's not like it was, it's not like he was super with it when he ran against Hillary. He was just funny and, like, boisterous and bombastic. Right. Oh, and it, it's going to be very easy for him to just use this a similar strategy right and just say things like you know look at you know attack joe biden you know for his race record and shit like that right attack joe biden for his unpopular past positions you know just say to joe biden like if you would be such a great president you know how come you know it wasn't amazing when you were the fucking vice president for eight years? Like, how right. come you didn't do all that shit? You know, I mean, gosh, uh, you know, people have made the point that Trump, especially if he were to make a couple of uh, like kind of hail mary passes in the next right. couple of months, could easily run to the left of Joe Biden on several things that are very popular. Right? Like, 
He promised to repeal and replace Obama. He has not come up with a replacement plan. Right. But he's got, but he's got fucking, how many months is it to the election? It's almost, it's almost 10 months. Yeah. You know, he, t- like, <laughs> he, he could release a fucking like Trump care, like sort of watered down Medicare for all thing, which yeah. would put him on the left side of that issue. He can run on, he can run to the left of Joe Biden on criminal justice reform. Yeah, and it's um, it's going to be really, uh, really hard for Joe Biden to like counter those attacks, right? Because we've we've seen that he really can't, like, he can't really defend his record very well. Well, and in fact, he gets really belligerent if you bring it up, right? You know, he's going to tell it's... Trump, like, well, if you think that way, just vote for Trump, then. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What a no, comeback. he does though. He gets really defensive. He gets, uh, he gets really belligerent, and he does do that thing where, right? He's you know, like, look, Jack, like, you know, you know, if you if you don't if you don't want to vote for me, then vote for yeah. the other guy. But that only works in the Democratic primary, and I, I don't, yeah, I think that's just kind of, I think that's kind of the way he's always operated. Right. You and know? imagine, imagine it the other way too: is that Trump debating Bernie, and Trump's going to say. Bernie's a communist as he unveiled his his uh, brilliant strategy tonight. And then all Bernie has to say is like, what do you think a communist? Can you explain to us what that means to <laughs> right, you? Yeah. Um, and you, you're he's done. It's like what 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 would Trump say to that? Um, that would not make him look like the biggest fucking idiot in the world. Yeah. In the world. Well. I mean, you don't give you don't give Trump an open question like that. I mean, it's a good <laughs> idea not to give anyone an open question like that. But like Trump in particular would just ramble, and his base would end up agreeing with him at the end of it anyway. But I mean, what Bernie could easily do is be like, "Look, I'm talking about just other developed countries. Like fucking fucking France has a socialist healthcare system. Like, are they?" You know, like, are, are we really going to lose to France on this right. issue? You know, aren't we supposed to be? I, I mean, you could right. probably win over a bunch of the uh, like boomer generation just right. by being like, we're not going to let France beat us at this. Right. He could say uh, Bernie could say, um, like, your good friend Boris Johnson is to the left of me on Healthcare. My <laughs> right, yeah. my healthcare plan is not as extreme as Trump ally Boris Johnson's healthcare plan. That's great. Plan. That's that's the fucking perfect thing. You should you need to <laughs> you need to send an email to Brianna Greyjoy right now. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not even fucking joking. That's a great talking point and one that I have never seen before. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be great. I hope I hope we see that day. Well, I mean, they they do seem to be ramping up their, okay, call them attack ads if you have to, I suppose. But, you know, uh, like Bernie's already going in hard on Biden for cutting Social Security, uh, which is absolutely what they need to be doing because Florida, is Florida one of the March 10 states? Uh, Florida is one of the states in the next couple weeks here. Uh, Illinois is as well. Yeah, Illinois is a big one. Yeah, Illinois, what's the projection there? Biden? Just a bunch of, like, machine Democrats, basically? Um, 
Meh, maybe. I, I think Florida for sure is 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 pretty hard in the Biden. I think Illinois is a little bit a little bit closer. A little more up in the air. Well, we'll see. So let's see, Michigan, Washington, Missouri, Mississippi, Idaho, North Dakota. Oh, wait, that's the 10th. And then... Uh, One thing I think... While Florida, you, while Illinois, you so, Ohio, and Arizona on the 17th. Okay. So just the next week after that. Well, we should make a big deal about it uh, on the show. Get our Get our Illinois comrades out doing stuff. Yeah, well, like I said, I'll let you know. I'll be. Uh, mm, I'll, no, I, let's I, let's save that for after the show. We're we're. No, I forgot. With, I forgot the show was yeah. still happening. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're almost we're almost done with the uh, with the bonus episode. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, one one thing that I think people need to be making a bigger deal about is that if you look at the state breakdown of where Biden won the primary. Uh, and then overlay like a likely map of electoral votes. Um, it 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 paints a picture where like Biden ended up winning in like Biden got all of uh, like Alabama's um, primary you know uh, what do you call them delegates like the, yeah, yeah. the primary delegates, but like there's no way Alabama's going to vote for Biden you know, in the general election, whereas the states that Bernie won pretty much overlay with states that are very likely to go uh, to go Democrat in the general election. Yeah, I mean, it, I, hate it to, is... I, I hate to say that fucking people in the deep south, like voting for Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, like don't really count, but you I mean we know that you kind of don't count, right? Like elect Bernie Sanders instead and maybe right. he'll like reinstate the fucking Voting Rights Act. Well, and, and it it's one of those things where the two-party system really produces just a a a terrible process for these type of elections because yeah, he might win the Republican primary overwhelmingly or sorry, the Democratic primary overwhelmingly in some of those states. But in the general election, like, who do you think would perform better in those states? And it's like, right. Yeah, it seems like Bernie has more appeal to the independent and crossover voters and the white working class voters and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. Could swing that election. You know, if they get the support of the people who would have been supporting Biden also, and then on right. top of that, they're bringing in bringing in a whole bunch extra of extra people. people. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, what was the one on Super Tuesday that was such a disappointment? I, I, I get them mixed up, but Michigan or Minnesota was the one that like broke for Biden. But whichever state it was, it was one that we also have polling data that shows that in a head-to-head matchup between Bernie Sanders and Trump or Joe Biden and Trump. In whatever state it was, we know that Sanders outperforms Trump in a way that Biden does not do, right? So, like, those people – I think you're right that those people, they voted for Biden 
but they would also vote for Bernie and Bernie actually does better in the in the general election. And I know that this gets us into the territory of like trying to convince people to do like strategic voting and stuff, which I just I fundamentally do not think that that's how elections run, you know, but there's there's still the fucking kind of logical argument to be made that like you would actually do better if you're a Biden supporter, like vote for Bernie in this state because like Bernie is going to be the one who's not Trump, you know, in in the general election. And, and, you know, going back to what I said um, earlier on on the on the main episode, but um, that's that's what the left absolutely has to be fucking drumming on right now. That's like like one of two prongs is to just demonstrate that like Bernie is consistently the best in all of the fucking swing states that ended up with Trump winning the right. electoral college instead of Hillary Clinton cuz it really did come down to I don't know like the the whole fucking election was decided by like a million votes spread out about across like four or five states you know and Bernie does better there. So in right. in all of those states, he does better. So elect yeah. him if you fucking want to win. Yeah, you really want to get the orange menace out of office. Like you've got to vote for Bernie at this right. point. That's that's why it's it's so frustrating because it, it almost seems like just like with last time, the Democrats are thinking like Trump's so unpopular, it doesn't even matter who we elect. We right. don't need to elect an exciting pop, you know, yeah. you know, well liked candidate. Because any piece of shit that we throw up there is going to beat Trump because he sucks the worst. Yeah. And then well, and they he also fucking ran, wins. <laughs> they also ran who they thought was their strongest card because, you know, Hillary Clinton had been – she was sort of the, the uh, like, presumptive nominee right. for fucking almost 20 years. You know, especially, like, all of the people who get to make these decisions, the people who work inside the Democratic – electorate and go like oh yeah she's like massively popular except for like with all the people that she's not popular with you know but we can ignore them you know at least she's not Donald (laughs) Trump that's why they fucking pied pipered or they sorry they got Trump to be the like the pied piper for them and then it turns out that like there were way more rats in Hamlin than anybody thought there were and also the rats could vote also Yeah, that's a pretty bold stance to support rat voting rights. Yeah. Very, very pro Buttigieg. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Breaking news. Okay. Katy Perry is pregnant with Orlando Bloom's baby. <laughs> wow. That's going to be a pretty baby. The baby might be ugly, but the resultant kid... Is bound to be very attractive. I didn't even know that was a that was a couple thing. That's why that's wild. Yeah, I would I would have yeah. no idea. Well, thank you for thank you for listening to the Liquid Fanal Podcast, your go to source for all breaking Katy Perry news. Uh, breaking Orlando Bloom news. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Break breaking Orlando Bloom news. Uh, <laughs> he has like a weird uh, Game of Thrones esque show on Amazon where. Oh yeah. He's like the Jon Snow of of Amazon's Game of Thrones. I can see it. He's he's good at doing that sort of Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones sort of like tortured stare thing. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Orlando Bloom.
<laughs> I missed you. <laughs>